Boys, what? What up? Hey, how's everybody doing? In there, out there, enjoying a bright, sunshiny day, maybe? I don't know. Is that your thing? Is that your thing? Sunshine? Sun Ain't no sunshine when it's raining. No shit, Sherlock. Thanks for telling us that. Hey, got uh, you know news and information and uh, just something, some stuff that's been on the mind um, with all this Roe versus Wade and excuse me, uh, had a little drool there, yelling too loud. Um, just different things that are going on. Some things that need clarification. Maybe I can throw some stuff out there for y'all um it's big john on americana the american way that's the name of the podcast on anchor podcasting apps and spotify podcasting apps also rumble.com follow me on getter and twitter at the real underscore big john somewhere some way somehow uh, in unrelated news, our government has approved and found nearly $40 billion in aid for Ukraine as it fights off Russian aggression. Where are they getting this money? <laughs> They're borrowing it from other nations like China. Uh, they're just printing more money and devaluing our currency uh, which hurts our economy and boosts inflation and I would argument to say the if you and we are going to take a poll November 3rd I believe it's when the election is November 3rd uh, in November we're gonna have the ultimate poll of ye American people we the people hopefully we don't get cheated out of our vote again this year but anyways, we're going to have a poll November 3rd, and we're going to tell, oh, pardon me, November 8th, November 8th, gee, Wellerker's whiz, it's a six months away still, so I'm allowed to be wrong, <laughs> I hope I don't show up to the polls on a Thursday afternoon, so November 8th, we're going to take the ultimate poll and tell our government, we don't want to fund Ukraine's war. Point blank period. No questionnaires about it. Um, so this Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. You're being lied to by the Biden administration. What a shocker there. Actual lies and fibs. It, you know, when Trump was president, if he said uh, inflation is... 6.9% and it was actually 6.8%. The media would have been all over him. Trump's lying to you. He's lying. The inflation is really 6.8%. He said 6.9. But Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, whose job it is to relay messages from the president to the media and vice versa, 
Uh, I think she's going on her own opinion, frankly. And she's saying, you know, well, this is going to be a, an outright war on women. She's saying that this is taking away a woman's fundamental rights. No, it's not. No, it's not. Roe versus Wade was never a law. Okay? And I'll explain in primitive terms so, you know, Democrats monk with the brains of a monkey with a crayon can understand this. A difference between a law and a Supreme Court decision. The, dis the Supreme Court does not make laws. They make decisions as to whether or not laws are constitutional or not. Um... And I'm going to holler at you for a bit about Planned Parenthood because I don't understand where they're getting their money from. But we'll get into that. Uh, they do get federal funding. They get donations um, and other things as well. Money from other resources as well. That's a better way of saying it. So they, get, they get it from other things. You know them are things? That's where they get their money from. What the hell am I talking about? What is Roddy Piper talking about? Sometimes I get flashbacks to old wrestling video clips. Alright, come back in a momentary after I light my cigar and pay some bills. Haul at you in a minute. As you come out the womb, pretty quick will make you stupid with curriculums at school. And if the classroom doesn't do the trick, will make you watch the news. Pick your team, right or left, pick the red pill or the blue. You can vote, but even if you instill every... But you thought you had it figured out, but everything has changed. Welcome to the system. Please enjoy your stay. Here's a bite. Hello, Tom MacDonald. The system. So, Roe versus Wade. A classic Supreme Court case. Uh, fabled in story and in song. Cyclopedia Britannica.com or Britannica.com Roe v. Wade legal case in which the United States Supreme Court on January 22nd, 1973 ruled 7-2 that unduly Restrictive state regulation of abortion is unconstitutional. In a majority opinion written by Justice Harry A. Blackman, Blackman is B L A C K M U N, this court held that a set of Texas statutes criminalizing abortion in most instances violate a woman's constitutional right of privacy which is founded to be implicit in the liberty guarantee of the due process law of the 14th amendment quote nor shall any state deprive any person of life liberty or property without due process of law. The case began in 1970 when 
Jane Roe, a fictional name used to protect the identity of the plaintiff, Norma uh, McCorvey. So Jane Roe is a fake name to protect Norma McCorvey's real identity. Because back then, abortion, the roles were reversed. The radicals, the maniacs, were on the right. And this woman probably feared for her life. Now we got the opposite. We got the kooky kooks on the left, you know, violently rioting and burning buildings and cities and throwing tantrums outside Supreme Court justices' homes. This Norma McCorvey was probably so afraid that radical right-wingers like the Ku Klux Klan, who were Democrats at the time, would come to her house and harass her and burn her house down, and the Bible Baptist thumpers would, you know, shout shout at her and all that crazy shit. So anyways, <laughs> went a little far there, but... So, Norma McCorvey, who died in 2017, was born in 1947, God rest her soul, uh, instituted federal action against Henry Wade, the district attorney of Dallas County, where Roe uh, resided. The Supreme Court disagreed with Roe's assertion of an absolute right to terminate pregnancy in any way, in any time and attempted to balance a woman's right to privacy with a state's interest in regulation. In his opinion, you know, after Supreme Court rulings, justices write opinions. Yeah, Black, uh, Blackman noted only a compelling state interest justifies limiting fundamental rights such as privacy and that legislatures therefore must draw statutes that narrowly to express only legitimate state interest at state. The court then attempted to balance the state's distinct compelling interest in the health of in the health of pregnant women and in the potential life of the fetus. It placed the point after which the state's compelling interest in the woman's health would allow it to regulate abortion. So, in their Supreme Court opinion, the Supreme Court did not want all-out abortion from conception to nine months only if the mother's life was in danger or if the baby was going to be uh, stillborn or born dead um, so the regulated abortion at approximately the end of the first trimester so even back then at the end of the first trimester is in quotes the Supreme Court did not want abortion past the first trimester. Now, I want to explain something here. This is not a law. 
the Supreme Court does not make laws. And that's where a lot of people are getting confused. The Supreme Court makes decisions as to whether or not a law is constitutional or not. Which is exactly what happened here. Um, Jane Roe, her uh, alias uh, for Norma McCormick, McCorvey, challenged the Dallas District Attorney, uh, somebody Wade, as to whether or not a law was constitutional. It made its way through the courts and up to the Supreme Court and so on. The Supreme Court then decided that the states, from what I'm reading, the states could limit abortion, but own, but there had to be uh, done carefully. And I just read in quotes that uh, after the first trimester, they didn't want abortions unless the woman was uh, sick in, in shit fire. Uh, the woman's life was in danger, or the baby was basically dead inside her body, either or. Uh, so, uh, it goes on to say, quote, capability of meaningful life outside the mother's womb, or, okay, quote, capability, Quote, capability of, lo- of meaningful life outside the mother's womb, end quote. And then it says, or viability. So, once the baby can live outside the mother's womb, which, with God-given modern technology, is uh, earlier and earlier in the pregnancy, we, they didn't think that you should be able to terminate that life if the baby could live outside the womb. And this is way back in 1973. So, before I got off on that to teach ye what abortion is, here, let's take another briggity break and reset your brains after that, because I said a lot. I'ma paint you black and white I'ma make you hate each other so that everyone will fight I'ma give you our religion, let the righteous find the light But I will also give you science to oppose the cross them, go to war and win when everybody dies And I'ma give you money that Okay, so, I hope you enjoyed that little Riggedy rap Alright, so let's reset things here Let's look at where and how and who, what, when, where, why Planned Parenthood Begun October 16th, 1916, so over 100 years. Now, most companies or charities or businesses, pretty much everybody, everything, humanoids, dogs, cats, chickens, monkeys, when you hit a 100 
year anniversary or birthday corporation whatever you are person uh, don't you usually have a celebration I thought Planned Parenthood was a relatively new thing I, I know or I thought I knew it started around the uh, 1920s or 30s just because of the pictures I saw of uh, uh, what, what's, what was her name Margaret Sanger uh, you know she looked at, to be dressed in that time period but <laughs> t turns out 1916 they didn't have a 100 year anniversary celebration they could have nothing to celebrate I mean Let me say that again. Let me utter those words again clearly. Maybe because they didn't have anything to celebrate. They're ashamed. I don't know. So together with her sister Ethel. Uh, Ethel Byrne. Byner. Damn it. <laughs> I'm looking right at the word and I couldn't say it. Along with her sister Ethel, Ethel Biner and activist Fiona Mindell, M-I-N-D-E-L-L, Mindell, opened the country's first birth control clinic in Brownsville, Brookline, Brooklyn, a neighborhood within Brooklyn. That will come into play later, or well, we'll just put it in play right now. This Margaret Sanger was not a fan of African-American people. And there seemed to have been good reason that she started her birth control or abortion clinics uh, in the inner cities where it was predominantly minority folks. It says, women... This is from PlannedParenthood.org, by the way. Uh, women lined up around the block to get birth control information and advice from Sanger, Biner, and Mendel. Nine days later, the popo, the police, the evil white man. Uh, no, the evil... Police, I love the police, by the way. The police raided the clinic and shut it down. All three women were charged with crimes related to sharing birth control information. Sanger refused to pay the fine and heroically spent 30 days in the clink, in prison, in jail, in the gulag. Okay, I made a lot of that up. She spent 30 days in jail. Where she lovingly and kindly edumacated other inmates on birth control. How loving and caring that Margaret Sanger. Although the Brownsville Clinic was shut down, Sanger went on to travel the country to share her vision. A vision that held deeply harmful 
blind spots. Is Planned Parenthood getting real? Oh. By the way, on the same page, you can book an appointment with your local Planned Parenthood. Sanger believed in eugenics, an inherently racist and ableist ideology that labeled certain people unfit to have children. Eugenics is the, is the theory that society can be improved through planned breeding for desirable traits like intellect and industriousness. In the early 20th century, eugenics ideas were popular among highly educated, privileged, and mostly white Americans. So Planned Parenthood was all founded off of a racist ideology that us inferior versions of whites and blacks should not be allowed to breed. How splendid is that? So I've wondered how Planned Parenthood gets its money. I thought it was through um, all donations or through government funding. Uh, it turned out the Medicaid expansion uh, that went on through um, Obamacare, not that oh, it just Medicaid expanded under Obamacare. There's no other way to put it. Um, so Planned Parenthood's history... I don't need to know that. I just read you that. How is Planned Parenthood funded? Uh, the state of Planned Parenthood's funding remained uncertain for years. Defunding the organization was the top priority of anti-abortion rights groups. Uh, before leaving office, President Barack Obama finalized regulation meant to protect Planned Parenthood's federal funding. Uh I know, okay, so they do get money from federal grants for health care. They get money, uh, you know, because they do uh, do things like uh, STD education, uh, cancer screenings, and other birth control services aside from abortions. Uh, they can qualify for federal grants. They also get reimbursed about $500 million a year from Medicaid. So the majority of Planned Parenthood's federal funding comes from Medicaid, which provides health insurance for low-income Americans. Planned Parenthood patients receive services including birth control, cancer screenings, STD testings through Medicaid at low or no cost depending on the patient's income and state they live in. Planned Parenthood is then reimbursed by the federal government. Planned Parenthood also receives funding through Title X, the nation's family planning program. Its name is is for the section in the federal 
Public Health Services Act that became law in 1970. Planned Parenthood affiliates serve an estimated 40% of Title X patients each year. That comes out to about 1.5 million patients annually who receive services like well woman exams, HIV testing at Planned Parenthood clinics. So they are getting federal funding uh, through grants and through this Title X legislation that reimburses them. Uh, I did a search here on Google, where does Planned Parenthood get its funding? It uh, Just in the blurb at the top here, it says, its combined annual revenue in U.S. dollars is $1.3 billion, including approximately $530 million in government funding, such as Medicaid reimbursements. So, although your tax dollars do not directly go to fund Planned Parenthood, Okay, there's no law, there's no uh, line item in the federal budget that says Planned Parenthood gets this much money. They're able to use a backdoor loophole and get $530 million a year uh, just in Medicaid reimbursements. It's not including grant money and things like that. There have been laws and things that they've tried to put in place that federal tax money cannot be used to fund an abortion. Uh, I know when this Roe versus Wade overturn, if it takes place, when it takes place, if and when, uh, states and the Fed will try to put into, well, first of all, the Democrats are already trying to ram through an overarching federal law protecting abortion all over the country, period, point blank. Which is what they should have done in the first place. Because as I told you in the beginning, Roe versus Wade is not a law. It's a Supreme Court decision based on a Texas law. Now, if the Democrats make... Uh, 100% of abortion from conception to nine months plus federal law, then that's all she wrote. Unless somebody challenges that law, which would be very difficult to do, and take it to the Supreme Court. And how can the Supreme Court say that the federal government doesn't have the right to pass a law? So, we're in for an interesting ride. The federal government, the House of Representatives, and the United States Senate can pass a law, and they are trying to, and it's perfectly constitutional for them to do so. And the law can say any baby from conception to 5, 10, 20 days past birth can be aborted at the mother's choice. Now, 
back to planned murder and their death clinics. Like Dave Chappelle once said, this isn't Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood does more abortions than anybody in the world. That's for people that didn't plan shit. Anyways, Dave Chappelle tells the joke better than I do. Google or YouTube Dave Chappelle Planned Parenthood. Probably that guy gaslights everybody. But another place Planned Parenthood gets their money from, I mentioned it, for a split second only before is through donations. Uh, this lady, Mackenzie Scott, I don't know where she got her money, don't know why she's important or famous, don't really care. Mackenzie Scott donated $275 million dollar bill players to Planned Parenthood. And they can use, I assume, they can use that $275 million for whatever the blue hell they want to do. And it's McKenzie's money. It's her right to do that. I'm just telling you, you know, Planned Parenthood gets uh, millions of dollars in donations from uh, wealthy people. Just like, you know, and Christian, conservative, right wing, left wing, center wing, whatever. Groups get donations from rich people all the time. So we got federal grants and Medicaid reimbursements and private donations funding planned murder and their death clinics. I mean, planned parenthood and their uh, education clinics. So this is a new, there's another, moving on to another point here. There's a new concept in. You know, for my entire 45 years, and I was born three years after the Roe v. Wade decision, and my entire 45 years, going on 46, 45 and three quarters, <laughs> um, has been my body, my choice. Woman's body, her right to choose, Okay. Now, these whiny little snot shit millennials, egged on by their elderly, like Elizabeth Warren, Pope, fake Pocahontas, and uh, Nancy uh, Senile Pelosi, uh, these whiny little shit millennials are out there crybaby and boogalooing. Well, I can't afford you know, rent in a nice apartment that's not cockroach infested unless I get like two or three roommates, man. Yeah, you can. Get off your ass and fucking work. You can go to any trade school in America, learn to be a plumber, a pipe fitter, a welder, a ditch digger, a, a heavy machine operator, and you can make hundreds of thousands of dollar dollar bill players hundreds of thousands of dollars a year uh, a welder at $25 an hour times 40 hours a week makes about 50 grand per year let me do the math on my calculator while I rant and rave you just don't want to do the dang effing work okay you want to 
travel abroad, study abroad, get your you know gender millennial studies degree. So at $25 an hour, tw starting wage for um, a welder, you would get $1,000 a week. 1,000 times 52 weeks a year, that's $52,000. And that doesn't include overtime. A lot of welders get overtime. They get jobs on the side. <coughs> welding things up in their garage. So as a welder, you can easily make fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and if you'd work extra hard, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're living a really good life. Shit fire. We mean millennials. You can't afford a babby. Yeah, a husband making you know a hundred grand a year lets his let his wife go to college to become a nurse or a psychiatrist or a doctor. Or let her wait on tables. There's good tips and good money in waitressing, believe it or not, if you're at a good restaurant. Uh, so now you've got a family with an income between $150,000 and $200,000. With a to grandiose total of, let's say it's a welder and a waitress. You've got $150,000 a year, maybe more, in total income. You can now afford a baby with six months of education in a skill. Not a gender studies degree, not a basket weaving degree, not a interpretive dance degree, Vogue, Vogue. No. You got a skill. And that skill can lead you to other opportunities. So maybe welding takes a downfall, but you've been working around heavy equipment. Your friends taught you how to use the heavy equipment. You can go into business for yourself doing uh, heavy earth moving, landscaping. You know, it, it branches out into all other things. You can go to school for another six months and be a heavy equipment operator. Or go to school for a month or two and become a truck driver. Truck drivers are making, killing, killing right now. Killing it. I mean, they're in such high demand, they can pick and choose the deliveries they go on <laughs> and say, uh, piss on you, I'm only working three days a week this week, <laughs> and companies are still falling out head over foot to get them to work and paying them a lot of money. So the, the point was, the new argument for abortion is... These young mothers who can't go out and get pregnant by scumbag guys that don't love them, uh, that maybe are living a wild and free lifestyle because women are just as bad as men. Men were always the bad guys. We were always the, you know, hit and run guys. You know what I'm saying? have sex with a girl and leave her the next day, pretend to love her to get her in bed and then leave. Um, women are just as bad at it as we are. So, anyhow. Girl gets pregnant from a scumbag guy who doesn't do his manly duty and take care of his child. 
the state child support agencies try to hunt him down and rob him blind. Okay, he deserves that. But the matter of the fact is, the new argument is, for the millennial generation, is we are whiny, snivelly little shits that want everything handed to us and we cannot afford babies right now. So, we should be allowed to abort based on our lack of a work ethic. Millennials think they should be allowed to abort a baby based on their lack of work ethic and the fact that a baby is unaffordable another expense they don't need oh my god help us please heavenly father i will end you on that note god bless y'all thanks for watching and listening until next time pray for one another and I'll see you around. God bless you. She'll value more than life and let the 1% have everything while you fight to survive.